I'm here with one of the neighbours of the Dunmore Caves. First of all, what's your name? Uh, Pat Keeley. Pat, how long have you been living around the Dunmore Caves? Since March 83. Long time. Ah, sure, time flies if you're having fun. Obviously, you're at the end of the lane here, so you're in very close proximity here to the caves itself. They've been around for a long time. What does it mean to have the caves within the locality here? Oh, it's great for the local community and all the visitors to come here. And I get an ending train of people coming in, inquiring about this and that, and want to know how everything goes along and the people around the place. Obviously, there was a lot of work being done here recently since the rockfall, going back uh, since 2019. Has this disrupted yourselves as neighbours that much? Oh, no, they're a brilliant crowd of lads, all very obliging, do anything, no problem. First class, best group of uh, workers I've seen here, since I came here anyway. Yeah, great. And there must be great cooperation between yourself and the workers here because I even see today that you're allowing your yard to be used as a car park for the dignitaries to come in. So there must be great cooperation there between the two of you. Oh, sure, why not? It's an Irish custom to be hospitable to everyone that comes around the place and to treat all the same and show, show your goodwill. Tell me, have you ever been in the caves? Oh, yes, quite a few times, yeah. What are they like down there? Uh, every time you go down, you obviously something you didn't spot before. And it's, uh, it's the reality of something being so close to you and so much interest that it's, it's outstanding, really. Long way down, though. Oh, it's just a long way back up to Floral <laughs> <laughs> Manny, senior architect. We're here at the Dunmore Caves. Brilliant that the, it's back open to the public again, but there was a lot of work that had to be done with it. You're closed since early March 2020. You might be able to tell us a small little bit about the works that has been done here. Sure, so I suppose it all began with the rockfall we had in 2019, um, which was close to the mouth of the cave. Luckily, it was away from where the people actually walked down to the cave, but it obviously alerted us to the fact that, you know, you're dealing with a lot of rock, not knowing, you know, there hadn't been, I suppose, inspections, a very deep inspection in a long time. So we set about, we obviously closed the cave, initially reopened, because the engineers had come down initially to have an initial look. And then we set about, I suppose, planning a big conservation job on the whole site so following um the closure the second time we then set about getting um rope access because it's a really hard site to access that's the main issue here and a lot of the rock was hidden by a lot of vegetation so we had to break the project up into a couple of sections and then you have to think about it's a very ecologically sensitive site so we phased the work so that we could only work at certain times of the year and we had to break it up into the devegetation phase and then the actual stabilisation of the rock. So that was how it, how it worked initially. You mentioned a bit of the ecological factors that's here as well. You might elaborate on a small bit of that because I see a slideshow here over to my left-hand side and you have uh, bats in particular that's here as well. So obviously you have to be mindful of them uh, and the works to be carried out around that as well. Exactly. So that was actually one of our biggest challenges. Normally I work on buildings and probably the most you have is bats and maybe, you know, the odd flora and fauna. But here it's one of the biggest habitats of bats in Ireland. So there's up to, I think, six or seven species. So luckily, again, we brought on and hired a consultant um, ecologist that worked with us throughout the project. So she very much had a hand on when we could do certain amounts of work. And then, for example, let's say if there was dust, was, there was a lot of dust during the drilling process, we had to bring in mitigation measures to make sure that the dust didn't fly on particular plants and keeping things very clean and there's, for example, even the jackdaws, the birds here at the site. We had to, when the mesh came down over the rock to protect the rock, which is one of the design measures we taken to stabilise it, we had to make sure that the jackdaws could still continue flying in and out to their nests. 
So as I said, there's very um, important species here in relation to liverworts, mosses and ferns. So, um, you know, it was a whole new element. We learned a lot from the project and hopefully, you know, it opens your, your... I just deal normally with buildings, but it was nice to actually have to think about just other than the buildings, it was the flora, the fauna, and bringing the whole team together to work with different solutions were needed a lot of the time. You know? And obviously with the, the OPW, obviously they're the, the main holders here as well. You obviously have Kilkenny Castle as well. Great amenities within Kilkenny. And to have the works now completed and to have it back open again today is obviously brilliant for the locality. Yeah, we'd be really looking forward to getting all our visitors back. You know, one thing we always, we hate closing a site. Um, I suppose here it, it was very obvious when you see a big boulder you know, there's no question it has to close. Um, we feel, you know, it's the last thing, it's the last thing you want to do. But now that we have it hopefully safe for many years to come, we'll be looking forward to getting all our visitors back and welcoming everyone back and explaining the works. And having, I suppose we've learned a lot about the new biodiversity measures as well that we saw in action when we were working here. So I think that needs to be brought into possibly a tour as well here. So it mightn't just be about the cave, it might be about the special flora and fauna. So I think going forward, um, hopefully there'll be a new little story to tell here at Dunmore Caves. And obviously for yourself, safety is paramount for the visitors that do come here because it is a long way down, even looking down from the top here. Um, So that was obviously important for yourselves to make sure that was right before it could be back open to the public. That's it. So there's a 96 steps down from the visitor centre just to the mouth of the cave and then there's a whole further series of them throughout the cave. So another little job we did um, towards the end of the project was to, we have a handrail that runs from the top to the bottom and it was put in in the 1960s. So particularly in, in the cave itself, it's very rusty because it's, it's an environment that's always very wet. So we set about trying to replace the handrail. So we had to wait for the rock, stabilisa- rock stabilisation works to finish there in July before we could come in. Or Sorry, that was finished in June. So we were only allowed work for um, up until beginning of July to install our handrail down as far as the mouth of the cave but to work inside the cave we have to wait until next year so again there's only three months of the year we can work every year um, so we broke that up into phases as well so we've new handrail going down so um, people can be get that extra bit of support and it'll look a lot newer and brighter as you head down to the cave and obviously as senior architects it's probably a bit frustrating for yourselves as well that you can't get the project finished anytime quicker you have to factor in all the constraints and the different things that you just spoke about already but at least it's done now and you can sit back and enjoy it for another couple of years before the next lot of works will have to be done that's it so it's all about phasing and i suppose being a public body or a state body you have to tender things properly so phasing is very important it does delay things but um look at the end of the day we're happy it's open it's done right and um yeah come to dunmore caves jared one of the tour guides here with the opw in dunmore caves a fantastic afternoon here again today. You've been closed for four years to the public. So three and a half, exactly. Three and a half. We're, yeah. we're heading nearly four years, yeah. but um, it must be great for yourselves to be able to get back and having the public come in here very soon to bring them down into the magnificent caves. I'm delighted for that. I'm delighted to be back in details. So as part of the tour guides, when a family comes for argument's sake and they want a, a tour of the caves itself, what can they expect? Oh, they can expect one of the most unique places in Ireland, actually. We're not the only cave, but we, we have the oldest stalagmite in Ireland, actually, with us. The oldest known stalagmite in Ireland is in the cave, and as well, a lot of history is linked to the cave. 
you mentioned the history as well. well Obviously, we do, of course. The, yeah. cave, the cave goes back to, I think it's 944, um, before they were discovered as well, or sometime in that period mm, as well, am I the right? The roof we have in front of us here collapsed around 3,500 years ago. Um, before that, the cave was a secret, actually. Nobody knew about it. Wow, that far back. <laughs> and the cave was formed, um, well, there were several processes, but it was initially formed by the dissolution of groundwater, actually. Uh, rainwater being an acid, it began to form tubular, cha- uh, tubular chambers. And then uh, the bulk of the formation was after the Ice Ages, when uh, torrent-like rivers flowed into the cave, and then we're talking about erosion. So there were um, actually two periods. The dissolution was supposed to be a much longer one by rainwater, and the, uh, after the Ice Ages, the erosion. Wow, I didn't know it went back that far. Mm-hmm. Um, I suppose when you're doing a guided tour then obviously yourself um, and the history that's there what parts of the history can you tell people about? Well this cave has been and is the whole reason why the cave is a national monument of Ireland it's been the site of a Viking massacre in the year 928 uh, items were actually uh, discovered in the cave there were several campaigns of excavation the first one was in 1973 uh, prior to the first opening to the cave to visitors in 1976, there was the first campaign of excavations, and a lot of bones were found, as well as some artifacts, some silver coins and fragments of. Coins uh, were dated, some of them, a few years before 928, the date of the massacre, and the carbon dating on the bones were consistent with an early medieval date. So that, that tallied, actually, um, the story about Godfrey the Viking. Obviously, Aim, yeah, Eamon has told me you're here for many a year, so you've took many tour guides and that down through it. You must obviously love the job to be here I so long. I love the job indeed. I love the job. I love being here. What makes it so special? The place and the experience. And, and obviously meeting different people. Meeting different people all the time. Now, can you fill us in, because obviously you are a tour guide, how far into the caves can you go? Because previously, I think you used to be able to go down to the lake, is that correct? Um, that was a long time ago now. The place is actually out of bounds for everybody. Okay, so how far, roughly down, can people can expect to go into the cave? The ferry floor where we start to visit is about 50 metres below the surface, then we gradually go back up. The cathedral chamber is about 30 metres below the surface, and the last chamber we visit, where the big stalagmite is, right? Uh, is around 10 metres below the surface. And obviously, you are a fit guy. Tell us how many steps it takes to go down there. 353 times 2, 706 on the round trip. Okay, so a a long way down and plenty of steps. We, well, yes. Okay, and in the public itself then, when can they expect to be able to get back down and have their guided tours? Well, the um, opening to visitors is tomorrow. Very good, so Mm. we're back open tomorrow on Friday. On Friday. And you're looking forward to it? Of course I am. Corrie Miller Market.